Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working in- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. On a party Friday, Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up, brought to you by... Brought to you by Rocky, uh, rather Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Hey, no guests... You don't goof that up anywhere near as much as I goof my part. I know, you only have one word. You know, I was a TV broadcaster for like 100 years, so that makes it easy. I have a little bit of experience. Um, Just us today, guys, no guests, um, except for all of you. So feel free if you want to call in 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. If you're watching on Zoom, go ahead and just unmute yourself. Or if you're not sure about how to do that and raise your hand, just go ahead and talk. It's it's, We're all family here. So what the heck? Is going on with Ken Buck. We love Ken Buck. Goes full rhino, full rhino. Even Sean Hannity, who was kind of a rhino himself, is attacking Ken Buck. So here, so set the stage. So you know they've been having these hearings where everybody is trashing the corrupt FBI, the corrupt FBI, um, you know Christopher Ray director who who just lies, right? He just lies. You know he's he's investigating parents. They can't help the Secret Service find whoever brought cocaine into the White House. They're in, you know, they can. The January 6th, you know, was a Fed surrection. I mean, you just, you could just go down the list. I mean, it's endless, really, all of the corrupt things the FBI is doing. And so he gets grilled by a lot of the Republicans um, during these hearings this week. And on the other hand, what the Democrats say, it's just a Trump show. The whole thing's Trump, Trump, Trump. You go, well, what does Trump have to do about A or B? It doesn't matter. Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. Right. The Hunter Biden laptop. That's Trump. I mean, all of these things. And you'd think Ken Buck, being a former prosecutor, would be like, you know, why didn't they look into it? Yeah. I mean, he has a little bit of experience on how these things work. That's right. So when Matt Gates, everybody else is grilling, um, all the Republicans are grilling Christopher Ray, not Ken Buck. No, no, no. Ken Buck goes to the defense of those poor people at the FBI and poor Christopher Ray. If I mean this, okay, be sure. I know it's Party Friday, so don't take a sip of your drink yet because this is going to make you sick. If we could please play the Ken Buck soundbite. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, you're still a registered Republican, and I hope you don't change your party affiliation after this hearing is over. Um, but I want to thank you. Um, I want to thank you for leading an agency, as you mentioned in your opening statement, that protects Americans from foreign terrorists, that uh, an agency that protects Americans from fries from China uh, and Russia uh, and cybercrime and public corruption and organized crime and drug cartels and human traffickers and white collar criminals. And I wanna thank you and the FBI for protecting law-abiding Americans from the evil that exists all around us. Director Ray, you know this, but it's worth mentioning again anyway. The FBI doesn't protect America because this is a beautiful uh, country. It doesn't protect America just because of the citizens who live in this country. You and the FBI protect America because of the values that we hold, because of our constitutional republic, 
because this is a special place and the rest of the world knows just how special this place is. I mean, what the frick is that? This is the most corrupt FBI, which goes it has American citizens under surveillance. It has uh, illegally. It's getting bank records. Um, probably it's censoring everyone on Twitter, everyone on Twitter, and, Twitter. And, and everywhere else. It's like, what the heck is he talking about? So my question is, and, and I want to get to Matt Gates um, and Sean Hannity on it, but my question is, who is Ken Buck talking to? Okay, so Ken Buck represents the Fourth Congressional District, which is basically sort of the western half of, you know, east of I twenty five, basically, or the eastern half rather of Colorado, right? Well, he's got a huge swath of Colorado. I would say that most of those people, if they were listening to Ken Buck, would be going like, "What? What is he saying?" So, who is he talking to? Because he didn't have to say anything, right? He could have just shut up. He could have joined in on hammering Christopher Ray and asking intelligent. Standing up for the stand, public. Exactly, his constituents. So this is what I think. Okay. This is what I think. This is the same Ken Buck who said he would not support Trump because he couldn't support a felon in the White House. Trump, I believe, is ta- Trump. Buck is talking, I believe, to all of the anti-Trump donors. That's who he's talking to. He could, care less, he could care less about his constituents. He could right. care less about people in Adams County, Well County, you know, Kit Carson County, anyone in Colorado. He's not talking to us. He's Fremont. Fremont. He's talking to um he's talking to the anti-Trump donors. And somehow or another, he figures that this statement is going to make them happy. So he's he doesn't care that he's totally debasing himself and disgracing himself. I mean, what what do you think? I think he's crazy. Well, I mean, he's by, what is it by? Uh, I forget what the by is, but you have huge swings where you go depressed uh, to uh, um, ebullient and, and bipolar. Uh, bipolar. Um, and, and Well, no, that's just his politics of bipolar. I mean, it's like, oh, well, that's what I mean, I mean he, one day, yeah. one day he's really depressed and under the other, so then he's defending the FBI. And the next day, he, he feels, you know, he's a Freedom Caucus member. Right, right. But, but And he's a Liz Cheney Republican. Right. I mean, we went to an event uh, that he brought Liz Cheney along to. Um, but it was and, a Lauren Boebert event. No, I bet Lauren that Bo- probably went. Event, but, this uh, is before she was elected. So well, yeah. b- before but, she but, but, but nonetheless, and he's remained a steadfast supporter of Liz Cheney. Well, and this from Jim Jackson. This is probably a very pertinent question. I wonder what Ray has on Ken Buck. Yeah, well, that yeah. indeed could be since they got it. Everybody but was in. Buck in the White House a couple weekends ago in the visit? Did he leave something in the cubby or something like that? Well, and, and fortunately, though, everybody sees through this, right? Uh, so that's, that's what I'm saying. It's unusual usual that he went that far so matt gates who was attacking ken ray and wants to say look ken buck no he was attacking christopher ray matt gates was i'm sorry saying you know the one power we have in congress is the power of the purse so we can defund ray's salary right not that that would maybe matter but at least it's something he was making seven million bucks a year in his law firm i know but still so cutting his salary for some of the others it would be a big something right at least it's something it's better than zen just doing nothing Thing, right, which well, usually they the don't. Well, there's two. So Matt Gates was on Sean Hannity, and these days I don't agree with Sean Hannity a lot. But this I thought was an interesting exchange. If we could please play Gates on Buck. One of the defunding efforts Matt Gates needs to be defunding the salary of Christopher Ray. 
I agree. It was disappointing to me that my colleague Ken Buck, a Republican from Colorado, a great conservative, said he wouldn't support our efforts to defund the salary of Christopher Ray. I think the question for the well, he's making a big mistake, and anybody in and Congressman Buck's di district watching needs to call his office tomorrow and say defund the salary of the FBI director who has shown nothing but uh, politics being played at the bureau and also the weaponization of the bureau. Uh, similarly, the Judiciary Committee should take action against Christopher Ray. and what Chairman Jordan and the rest of us will have to sort out is whether to proceed next with a contempt action against Christopher Ray for not answering questions that he has a statutory obligation to answer or whether to proceed with a criminal referral to the Justice Department where he works for lying in the very few questions that he actually did answer. He, he told verifiable lies to Senator Lee previously about FISA on January 6th. He told lies to our colleague Congressman Nels today well, when asked about looking at these school board parents. So they, they, they have totally come untethered from the Constitution at the FBI, and we must bring them to heel. And this is just one step in that journey. All right, Mac. Well, that's interesting. I think that, that they're mentioning, you know, Ken Buck and that, because it was a really groveling kind of, I want to thank you. I mean, what a, an incredibly ridiculous thing to be saying. And you got to wonder why. And, and so Sean Hannity called him out on this and get your pens ready because I looked up Ken Buck's phone number. If you want to follow Sean Hannity's advice and call his office, his Washington, D.C. office number is 202-225-4676. 202-225-4676. I mean, that was kind of an unusual step for Hannity, too, don't you think? Yes, yes. I mean, when you lose Hannity, you've lost the country, Ken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that's the only thing I could think of is, is why was he doing that? It's number one, I don't for a second think he means it. Right. Don't for a second think, you know, that he actually really wants to thank Christopher Ray for all of the great work that he did. Plus, by the way, the stuff he was talking about is not really the FBI's purview. They're not supposed to be protecting us from China. Right. Isn't the FBI? It's well, 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 they can investigate anybody and anything they want. But it's just so ridiculous for Buck to. You know, I don't know. There was a time when he wrote the book Drain the Swamp, and I just don't know what's going on with him. Because another thing he did, and this was then today, this was after yesterday. So um, the House, this is a, this is a headline. Let me find it. This is a headline in the Hill, right? The House passes a defense bill, big win for McCarthy and the GOP, right? What this is, is basically it was an anti-woke defense bill. Of course, it has no chance in the Senate, but an anti-woke defense bill, um, among other things, saying that, you know, that we're not going to military insurance isn't going to pay for transgender surgeries and, and all of that, um, that they can't use um, the DEI stuff, diversity, equity and inclusion in recruiting. They can't have those kind of offices, things like that. Right. So the bill that was like 20, 219 to 210, something right. like that. Mm -hmm. OK, was the vote for Democrats. Democrats voted for it, but four Republicans, four traitor rhino Republicans voted against it. And guess who one of them was? Ken Buck. Well, I went on to his uh, site, so he gave he gave a um, Twitter out on why he did this. Right. And and it wasn't that, that he objected to the the uh, limitations on the Pentagon, but he thought the whole bill was too woke, um, and therefore. He, as Mr. Right, Right, Double Right, Triple Right Wing guy, voted against it. If you believe that one, right. I mean, <laughs> so that 
this kind of thing, I'm sort of like, okay, so you'd think that he would be, maybe he's, that's a signal to the military industrial complex. Hey, yeah, yeah, you're going to give me more money. I mean, I'll get all these other big donors. I'm happy to throw my constituents under the bus for Christopher Ray, for the anti-Trump people. But if you military industrial complex people want to get in on the act, you better call me or I'm going to keep voting against it. I mean, like you said, it, it is bipolar. On the one hand, he's like, you know, Mr. Rhino. And then on the other hand, he goes, I am so not rhino. I cannot vote for this, bill. Vote for this one at all. No bill. And that was stupid also because one, it passed easily, basically, in the in the in the house. And number two, it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. So this is another one where these are virtue signaling comments that he's making to somebody, right? He didn't need to say anything, right? But instead he goes out of his way. So what do you I mean, what do you make of that? I don't know. I mean, I mean it's it, there's some reason, rhyme or reason to his to his positions because they're always there are you know it can't be principle. No, we can throw that out, well, and it, it can't be intelligence. We can throw that out. Uh, well, I mean, he it's is a great be, guy. I mean, he went to Princeton, but these are not intelligent, at least on the face of them. They're idiosyncratic, but, right. but they're, they're they're they have a purpose, which kind of says, you know, in a closed Congress, I, my vote is for sale. I think. That's what oh, saying. maybe he's trying to say, look, anti-Trump people have already got bought me mm-hmm. and I'm happy to do that. So if there's anyone else out there who would like to buy me, I'm just saying. So they threw uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene out of the Freedom Caucus. They need to throw Ken Is Buck he still even in it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder if he attends their Zoom sessions because maybe they should talk about that. Maybe they should say, Ken, let's go over the whole FBI thing again, right? Yeah. Ken, that's well, the, F- the-, the, the FDAA was also, no, no, I can't vote for a Republican one that's at least put some limitations on it. I am so pure. Um, right. This is okay. This is from Jacob. The constituents in Ken Butts, Ken Buck's district should contact Harriet Hageman in Wyoming and see if there's somebody in Colorado that Hageman would like to see primary Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, then Hannity's ratings are circling the drain since Tucker left. Hannity rode the coattails of Tucker. That's true. Um, yeah, Megan McCain from Leo. Megan McCain is more right wing than Buck. Maybe she'll <laughs> primary him. Well, that becomes a question, right? I mean, who is there to and, primary? And we know Ken <laughs> moderately. Or it was a long time ago. We contributed to his campaign when he was right. In the book, drain the swamp, right? In the parties that he's been at, uh, and he's a great guy. But but as a congressman, he's such bullshit. I mean, you'd think it wouldn't be former chair of the Republican Party. Oh yeah, Colorado. keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, he came out here to make sure that a conservative grassroots person didn't become the chair of the Republican Party. I mean, it's just. His betrayal is just shocking. And, yeah. and, and, and here's the thing, because I was on one hand, I was thinking, so is it Colorado donors who, as we know, and we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now with the Bonniewell Amendment and everything like yeah. that, you know, the, the establishment rhino donors here are trying to crush the grassroots since the grassroots are taking control of the party. But I got to think as congressman, he's bigger than that anymore, right? I mean, yes, you need some local Colorado donors. But I mean, that's not, I imagine, filling his campaign coffers, is it? You know, so. No, he he gets it from, from, you know, all over the country. And God knows, you know, who they are. Uh, but draining the swamp when you're out of the swamp. Well, he's, he's, like, he's just got his finger in. I'm just and gonna... it's sad because, you know, he's an attractive-looking guy. He's articulate. He's smart. He's smart. Um, and you think, great. I mean, they said about him that he was too conservative to win the Senate seat. Um, and and then all of a sudden, as a congressman, he's just all over the map. I mean, literally all over the map. Do you think he has any interest in his Senate run? 
I mean, and maybe is that no, it? No, no, okay. No one has any, no, no Republican has any interest in state. Well, that's a good, that's good point. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, in, in terms of primarying him, you know, again, we'd love to see somebody like Lori Sane. I mean, there are, there are like, even like Leo said, Megan McCain could prime. I mean, the, it wouldn't be hard to be better than Ken Buck, I don't think, right? I mean, he lets us down on a lot of issues. Um, yeah, but, you know, with our semi-open primaries, you know, he, he got out of the assembly, he barely got out of the assembly, and then he won overwhelmingly when he um, was right. the primary pick. Um, and this, oh, and Jacob will get to this as another topic. You read our mind here. So from Jacob, two of the largest money contributors to the Democrats are in trouble, FTX and the Screenwriters Guild. Then there is a Screenwriters Acting Guild. All th- Yeah, Hollywood seems to be imploding. I mean, nobody is going to the movie. I, and I, I was reading a thing and, and Hollywood Reporter, which, by the way, and we'll talk about this in a second, has not even mentioned the movie Sound of Freedom. Doesn't doesn't even mention it, right? Um, but I would think if you're in Hollywood, you're saying to your writers and your actors, guys, guys, this is not a good time to go on strike. We, we, we can't get people to watch us anyway if we aren't going to get any new content out there, you know. And and by the way, I would just start throwing out AI. So, um, and then what happened to DeSantis? I wanted to briefly talk about DeSantis because okay. this is interesting. Plus a little Tucker Carlson thing. So. All you see anymore are like even the Murdochs are running away from DeSantis. It's got to be everybody's going to Glenn Youngkin. I mean, it's got to be like it's got to be like Russell Wilson waking up and reading the sports section last year, right? Oh man, I remember you do. You open it up and it's like Russell Wilson sucks here, he sucks there. We need a new coach. I mean, everybody from except for Fox is, is trashing Ron DeSantis, and the Fox people don't really know what to do because. I mean, the rumors are, and who knows if this is true, but the Murdochs are pulling away from DeSantis. So can you imagine DeSantis calling, hey, guys, it's me, Ron. Just wondering, are we cool? You know what I mean? How do you call and say to your donor, are you pulling away from me? Um, but he's not gaining traction, and he's starting to run out of time. Trump continues well, he's to got, dominate he's got it. plenty of time, but but no one wants to back him. Well, I mean, you know, the the, the the more liberal, moderate wing of the Republican Party it's not going to be attracted to DeSantis because he's, he's anti-LBG. He's going weirdly extreme anti-woke. He's trying to go far to the right of Trump and so forth, but nobody, no Trumpian is going to support him. And, you know, I mean, the conservative yes, does a great job. His only reason for running uh, and why the uh, CIA and bill- billionaires, which includes Phil Anschutz, who owns the Sea Island Resort, um all figured okay great you can have all your culture wars and and we don't like the immigration stuff but you know trade national economic policy we've got to sell out the middle class right and, and, and you need your help to Trump do it is unwilling to sell out the uh middle class for some stupid reason um he seems never never been part of it but uh seems, he seems to oddly, for the yeah, middle class i don't yeah. know what his problem is there yeah. um it's it's uh it's amazing uh, uh let's see leo says someone was calling DeSantis uh america's can uh, karen no that's his wife his wife yeah <laughs> Casey. Well, and 
time we've got, it's been interesting. I haven't not watched all of them. I, I admit I've just seen clips, but um, Tucker Carlson, um, and it's on the blaze, I think, is been interviewing presidential yes, GOP yes, candidates. Yes, and yes. so far of the two he's interviewed, he sunk their campaigns completely. Asa Hutchinson, he gets into a Tucker Carlson. And this is why they want to Tucker off of Fox, right? right it's right, like, right. so Tucker goes on, he's asking about, you know, children transitioned. And he goes, so you're in favor of children being mutilated? He's like, oh, oh, oh. he gives this weaselly answer. Mike Pence goes on and Tucker Carlson, who we all know is very much against the war in Ukraine. So, so why is it you're favoring the war in Ukraine? American citizens are falling apart. We've got fentanyl, crime, blah, blah, blah. And then Pence says, that's not my concern. It's like, I don't oh, care. I don't care. I mean, he literally says, that is not my concern. And, and I, I think that was a... a uh... Well, I think Freudian it's slip or miss. I think it's true. I think it's true. Yeah, it's true. Trump is. Yes. Pence is like, look, I support war in Ukraine because I support the military-industrial complex, right? <laughs> um, and if DeSantis was so smart, he'd get on that train too. Well, the funniest part is they had a you know a crowd there for, and when and when he's going, are we going to defend our borders? Are we going to defend this? And at the end of this rousing you know recital, you hear like two or three. I know. I mean, the trouble is with Mike Pence is, like you said, you understand that was a Freudian slip. He meant that. I mean, that's not my concern. American cities, again, the middle Ukraine. class. We yeah. care about the Ukraine. We, we care about the military. We care about funding all of these massive corporations. We care about taking over the world, uh, you know, in the World Economic Forum. It's these, a small world where we can't do everything. We can do, do all the American problems can be solved. All Ukraine's problems. We can fight endless wars because there's no limit to the money. It just flows and flows and flows. Something must come to me. So therefore, screw the middle class, uh, the fentanyl, all that. Not my. That is not my concern. Um. So yeah, Tucker is. I think as we speak in interviewing Vivek Ramaswamy, that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. But you can see why they wanted Tucker out of Fox. In the meantime, just sort of a Tucker update. It sounds like he and Kash Patel, who they formed the. Um, um, Daily Wire, I think it is. I always forget. Daily Wire, Daily Caller, one of the Daily Caller, Daily Caller um, are looking at trying to put together sort of a new media company that would be aired on a variety of formats, including Twitter. So that's interesting. And and I think clearly he's clearly he's like ignoring the Fox cease and desist order to not yeah. not make any appearances. He's like, whatever, you know, so that's just there. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how much I mean, and these are getting like 70 million views, these kind of things. Right. right? right. Um, and that's kind of the trouble people are pulling out maybe mike pence said some interesting things in there too but that that you know that is not my concern that's going to haunt him you, you know that, well that's... to the extent that a single digit candidate can be haunted well all right right you're right he's going to drop from 0. 0.5 to point you know <laughs> four eight or something like that um okay another thing i wanted to talk about um What's that? is the sound of freedom movie we haven't seen it yet actually i think it's i looked up uh, i looked up a theater times and there's, there's playing in arvada so I think we'll try. Maybe Saturday night we can go see it. Okay. Well, here this is well, maybe the comments first about um from Jacob. Murdoch has a problem besides firing Tucker. The Fox viewers wanted Murdoch to fight Dominion instead of settling. Mm-hmm. Ray Epps is going to be charged. Why? The system has to throw a little red meat to the public who does not want the who who doesn't who doesn't believe the FBI anymore. Um Iger wants to sell 
um, out out of television because the streaming is a future. He is trying to get rid of this. Um, and like Leo says, if the U.S. really wanted Ukraine to win, it could be done in seven days. Enough said. Yeah, Trump says he could solve everything in 24 hours. Yeah, um, you know, you got to be careful or it be the Ray Epps stuff. So this was coming not from a charging document from the FBI. This is coming from a lawsuit filed by Ray Epps against Fox regarding Tucker Carlson. And what it said is not that the FBI has charged me and the FBI says, you know, the DOJ says has not said they've charged him. What he said is he's been told they may charge him. So that's all fake. Okay. Keep in mind, that's all fake. I, 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 you know, and, and there's been a lot made that all of a sudden the Washington Post, whenever it's in a Ray Epps story, it's not an insurrection anymore. It's a protest. Right. So that's, that's a, that's a red herring. I think I, I, my guess is Ray Epps will not ever Jacob be charged. Leo, uh, bet the cluster bombs will be sold to another country or the BLM. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But back to Sound of Freedom. So it is a movie. Everybody's heard about it, right? As, as the USA called it a controversial sex trafficking film. Now, what is controversial about a, a, about a film opposing the sex trafficking of children? What on earth is controversial? You would think it would be controversial if it supported that, right? But it's not. But because it opposes that, it is considered controversial. It has gotten a 100% audience rating. Right, like seventy six, yeah, rotten, to, rotten tomatoes, right, on Rotten Tomatoes. And Dr. Donna, I thought it was a documentary. No. no. So what it is is it is a movie based on, um, and we'll play some sound bites. Apparently, um, the real. So this guy Tim Ballard, okay, he was a Department of Homeland Security um, undercover agent into the internet child trafficking, child sex trafficking, and and I've ta- we can talk a little bit about this too. I mean, I work did stories on some of the local units and doing it. And again, I cannot express how awful and how appalling what it is that's going on. It, it is a kind of thing that I'd like Chuck is like, we're not going to talk about that because it's too depressing, but, but it, it is truly. But the movie is not supposed to be depressing. Well, no, to, it, it does not show endless sex scenes. Of- no, no, no. So what it is though is so Tim Ballard quit doing that because he was having difficulty um, operating in foreign countries, which is where some of this was starting, although there's plenty of it going on in American cities. But at any rate, so then he founded something called Operation Underground Railroad. And they have gone in and they investigate cartels. They do investigations um, from the, the buying and selling of children, and then they rescue the children. And that's what the movie is about. And you're right. It's yes. theoretically, uh, you know, again, I don't think you want to take your six-year-old to it, but it is, and, you know, we'll say it's going to be out on Better Twitter. Better than Disney. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So the left is freaking out about this. And once again, you got to ask yourself, just like with Ken Buck, why is who's he talking to, right? Why is the left freaking out about a movie that is shining a light? So it's not a documentary, although there is a documentary. Well, and let me want clarify too, what Tim Ballard has said is the movie is based on real stuff. Now, what they've done, like all movies do, is they've taken maybe characters, 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 uh, taking timelines and, and yeah, they made it a movie. Yeah, I mean, you cannot, you know, you, you cannot really in a movie uh, do a documentary unless the documentary also uh, simplifies. But but he but, but there's but even it, it, it's but it's you know Ballard said you know other than some some things you have to do 
Um, it is very true. I right. mean, he's not saying it's sort of a little bit based on a little bit of truth. Or, no. He's saying it's very true. Well, and, and even the critics, I mean, when you even look at Wikipedia, because when you do some research, you know, even the critics acknowledge that the movie is essentially accurate in terms of portraying what's going on out there, right? So why on earth is the left freaking out? And I think it goes all the way back to this this trans agenda. And what is the trans agenda? Well, it is to, number one, tear apart families, tear children away from families. It Mm -hmm. is to, you know, like somebody was saying, what's the most fluid thing is the concept of age, right? If your gender is fluid, well, so maybe you're a six-year-old. I don't know. Maybe you're a mature six-year-old. Maybe, you know, maybe I as an adult identify as a six-year-old. There were, I mean, and I'm not kidding about that, right? That's where this is going. And so he talks about that. He's been doing some interviews and he talks about, you know, why do they hate you? And he says, because we're exposing what they're really up to. And so if we could please play the uh, Tim Ballard on the doctrine, please. Two of the guys were convicted in Ecuador because it led us to Ecuador, a child sex hotel, there's pedophiles from Holland and set up. But I, that's a, we'll get into that another time. Okay. But the point I'm making is, I had to study their literature. This was a this was a political platform. This was a political party. And what I started recognizing is I I, I named them the I don't know the, I call I call it the pedophile network doctrines. Okay, yeah. it's what, like they include things like separate children from parents because parents are bad influence. The state knows best. Sexualize kids. Let them see pornography. Two. Three. Take God out of education because that mm-hmm. just gets in the way. And kids, consent, consent, consent. Children can consent to anything. At 12 years old, they should be able to vote. They should be able to do anything. Now, what am I seeing here? I'm, I'm, my stomach is getting sick as I'm reading this. I read this every day. It's the woke left agenda. I'm not saying that they're colluding or talking. It doesn't matter. It's the same dark source. But they are ped- pedophiles are sitting back right now going, we've been pushing this agenda for decades. And now we don't have to push anymore because the left is taking care of for us in America. In America. And, and, and this whole trans voice on children, you know, again, I'm libertarian. Adults, do what you want. I'll fight for your right to do whatever you want, okay, in terms of adult. I'm talking about children. Yeah. And, and what, they're, what they're saying is children can consent to having their bodies filled with a chemical that will destroy the reproductive system. They can consent to ripping apart their genitalia. Like, this is insanity. And, and, you know, in case you didn't know, the real guy was on the left. Yeah, he was And the actor was on the right. And they do look kind of similar. I mean, you know... He does, he, he, uh, they don't look like totally different type of people. Well, you know, and I'll say when we were years ago, when, um, before social media exploded, when we were doing stories, um, on some of the pedophile stuff, there was, there were, you had to go to bulletin boards then and, and chat rooms and it was called pedo you pedophile university and there they would tell you how to and I, I won't talk about the things that they would talk about how to make sure you could sexually assault children on the playground without their mothers knowing it and how you would go there and try to win the mother's confidence and then say things like oh you must be tired of pushing on the swing I'll push on the swing now right stuff like that they would talk about how to avoid the police they would talk about where to find things they would talk about how to groom children I mean it was called pedo you so he's right this literature is out there and he's absolutely right the pedophiles um, are saying, oh, we don't even need to worry about this anymore, right? Well, here, here's the interesting attack. So um, it, it is, they've decided to, to haul out Q in, in QAnon. Right. Now, if you remember, QAnon was a um, email um, or a texting one that, that that said he was in with inside the administration and that Donald Trump was ready to 
get everybody back the day that um, Donald Trump won or lost, rather, he disappeared. There is no Q anywhere. But that doesn't mean for the lefties, everything is QAnon. Right, right. I mean, like our friend Peter Boyle, he, he's fascinated by QAnon. Right. And the lefties all are QAnon. Now, there was a, a conspiracy theory, maybe the only conspiracy theory in the whole world that didn't prove to be necessarily true, that out of this pizza parlor in, in Washington, D.C., the Washington elites were running a pedophile ring. Uh, and the people behind it are all powerful people. Now, there's been no evidence that there is that pizza parlor in it, but but that was promoted on some previous QAnon sites. So now the left has taken that, and anything that is opposed to pedophilia becomes QAnon. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the way the Guardians say it was QAnon. Um, adjunct. It's a QAnon adjunct. I mean, it's not QAnon. Then the do with QAnon, but since QAnon or some parts of it well, know, promoted the, the pizza one, that anything that opposes a pedophilia is, is, is a QAnon. It's a QAnon thing. And let me, Charlene, we're going to get to your Ken but girlfriend question in a in a second. But Chuck, you you read our mind because I have. A I read your mind, Thomas. We're going to go a little bit out of order. If you could just play. Because CNN brings that up. If we could play Ballard's respond, uh, Ballard responds to CNN. That soundbite, please. Films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts of these child trafficking rings that are run by the high-level elites and only people like Tim Ballard and only people like Jim Caviezel and by extension, only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficking rings down. Do you want to respond to that? Yeah, I'll, as that guy's talking, and, and he's nobody's hero, by the way. I can't imagine any kid looking at him thinking he's going to help them out. Uh, but I think of the children that are really depicted in that film. I know what happened to them. Those children were the subjects of child rape videos. Those children were being sold for sex. Uh, in total, you see over 120 kids actually are rescued in the story that's being depicted even if the movie doesn't get into all of them. These are real kids. I see them. I'm still friends with them. So it's, it's, it's embarrassing and frankly grotesque for this guy who knows nothing to start throwing out terms like QAnon and connecting it to a real story. I mean, they're not even thinking about it. So what are they thinking about? It's so bizarre. It's like they're pro-sex trafficking. Like, leave the industry right. alone. That's how it feels to me. It feels like there's some other agenda, because why do this? There's that one scene in the movie where it's an older man, and he's picking out what little boy or what little girl he wants to take into, you know, I just can't even talk about it, but to take away. We know what's going to happen to that child. Does that really happen, and how often does it happen? Well, this this, this is happening all the time. How I mean, there, there are uh, six million children, believe it or not, according to the Department of of a labor department of state who are stuck in slavery of one kind or another either it's sex labor or organ harvesting i mean organ harvesting oh. we've been taking down several organ harvesting rings where they take little babies and, and and you know use them that way um and so we see everything you know um and the film depicts every kind whether it's the lure like you like you mentioned that's a real person that that that, that beauty queen who was recruiting kids as young as nine years old and, and then 
And, you know, and again, I go back to um, the stories that we did, and this was before the explosion of the internet, which made it so much easier, but there would be pictures of little boys um, and, and performing sex acts on, on, on adult men. And it was clear, and you never saw the adult men's faces, but you saw the little boys' faces. And I think you, you look at now, it's like, well, where's the facial recognition technology that let's go find those little boys and let's go rescue them. And they don't. And when the CNN guy is like, oh, there's a ring of elite people, you know, it's like, hello, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton. I mean, what is what, what, what it's a conspiracy theory that there's a ring? And whatever happened to the Jeffrey Epstein? Well, you know, the same person was watching the cameras at the White House with the cocaine was watching the Jeffrey Epstein cameras. I mean, what a ridiculous thing to say. And again, it's like, why, why are they? Well, on- it, it's, it's the greatest gift conservatives have ever been given by the left. Yeah. Um, and the left is usually pretty good about pretending they have the moral high. Yeah. And, and uh, here they clearly um, are in the total gutter. And yet that's the place they want to be. That's where they want to promote. And so, this film, which has now made over $53 million and keeps on going, um, is number one on Monday and Tuesday, and it's been in and out of the time. And not by Mission Impossible, but that's yeah, understandable. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's going to continue um, to do incredibly well. Um, but Trump is holding uh, a viewing of the movie, and he's going to have Ballard, he's going to have the actor, he's going to have the producer, he's going to have everyone there in New Bedford, New Jersey, um, and what a golden political one. Right. Uh, and the fact that, that other Republicans, um, DeSantis or anybody else, are not smart enough to realize that this is just a gift, a gift. And I'm told, and I guess I'll find out Saturday or so, um, that the screenings are like a rally. I mean, everybody is just so united by it all um, that everybody comes together. And, all right, and we've got yeah. Charlene. Hey, Charlene, thank you for chiming in. What, what's What's on your mind? Charlene, hey, Charlene, if you're if you didn't mean to raise your hand, that's okay. Oh um, no, here I am. Sorry, here you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm just sick at my stomach hearing about those things because I, I know they they go on and no one talks about them. And you know, I, I, here's what's really bothering me is the attorney generals of each state. They know there's cargo vans being transporting these kids all over the state for this sex slave trade and they get on the their facebook pages and say oh we found a missing boy we found a missing boy the father had you know taken him across straight line it's just a big hallelujah celebration and they're turning their eye to the other stuff that's right under their nose and so i've been um facebook and our attorney general every time he brags about something like that i'm like yeah well, what about the the sex the kids in the in the in the in the vans that the cartels are transporting all over the country and it's true i mean you've seen this stuff and so many people haven't uh, anyway it just upsets me so much but here's what makes me feel good can i okay. do i have just a minute to say what sure, makes sure. Me feel you have good? more than a minute Take is your time. our awful governor asa hutchison who is owned by walmart who's got less than one percent he was just eaten alive by oh at the summit i'm telling you what he said first of all he he got he scored a big one on him when he asked him if tucker had ever no if uh asa tucker said how many times have you been vaccinated asa and asa said how many have you been vaccinated tucker and Tucker said zero. How many have you been to? <laughs> and then Asa went. Well, you know, I did what the CDC recommended. 
blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so, you know, I thought that is one stupid lawyer. You never yes. ask somebody a question that you don't know the answer to. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, zing. He got, that was a zinger. Then the other one where he got him, I mean, and see, I know in Arkansas, his wife has been saying at the women's meetings and stuff, she says, oh, we just can't stand it. We don't let Tucker on in our house anymore. And we're not ever going to go on his show again, blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, the way he went after him on the whole uh, transitioning surgery in Arkansas. Right. And so now uh, uh, Ace is kind of backing down and he said, well, no, it's not so much that, you know, I don't want him to do anything physical, but if they want to have hormones and then Tucker said, well, you know, uh, he said, because physical is permanent and hormones aren't. And then Tucker said, well, no, actually, hormones are physical because it changes your brain activity. It changes the development of your sex organs. It is permanent. You know, the, yeah. the, the chemical and the hormones are. And he said, well, I, you know, if the Constitution allows it and the children want to do it and the parents want to do it, then I think it's okay. And then Tucker said, it, yeah, and then the Tucker said, but you're trying to say now it's not permanent. And Tucker was like a bulldog. He came back <laughs> after him three or four times. And then finally Tucker said, well, you know, I just don't want to get into this line of questioning. And, and so anyway, it was just so beautiful to watch it. I love Tucker Carlson. Yes. So anyway, there's hope as long as we have. There is hope, like exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I do hope you'll get into Ken Buck's girlfriend. Because it's not, we talk about, you know, we talk about, uh, Trump Jr.'s girlfriend, you know, Kimberly, whatever her last name is. Before. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, well not everybody's girlfriend. Why can't we talk about his? Wait, sure now, we, well, we've talked about, I don't know what his current status is, but we have on this show talked about his previous, well, well prior. Prior. I, well, and she might still be. I don't know what they're really, okay. The prior girlfriend. So we were at this fun, fundraiser. And those of you who've been on, listened to our show, you know, Ted Trimpa, we have him on a lot. We're friends with Ted and his partner, Arash. Arash is conservative. Ted is the sort of Soros. Um, and Ted's, um, I, she's more than an assistant, but she worked with Ted. Um, her name is Anne. She's Ken Buck's girlfriend. We were at this thing and we're like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. It's like, so Ken Buck, Colorado's conservative drain the swamp guy is dating yeah, yeah. Ted Trimpa's um, assistant, assistant or associate. It's oh, like you'd exactly. say there would be some kind of, now I can see one thing if they met and fell in love and then became political, but if you're Ken Buck, that wasn't the case, right? Because he was married before. And and so I, I, it just seems like an odd thing for him to be And that's why they don't want us talking about him because she is a super liberal. If she well, were- she, No, she dumped him, so. Oh, okay. So we don't know who he's talking about. We don't know who well, he's talking about. Yeah, well, anyway, I just thought that was so weird. Of course, we can talk about anybody's girlfriend or boyfriend because right. they're impossible. So anyway, okay, right. thanks. All right, thank you, Charlene. Yeah, so that answered that question. I don't know what what who he's dating now, but um, we can uh, from Leo invite um, Ken to our next Rocky Mountain oyster from Doctor Donna. Ken has had a few girlfriends. <laughs> that's that's probably true. Not that um, that, you know. When then Leo says, Chuck, when you talk Democratic high ground, you're letting Hunter set the bar. <laughs> Back to though, because uh, Charlene actually mentioned a, a good point about all of the people coming in, right? And you talk about you know they pretend like you know the, the, again the Democrats. Oh, we care, we care, we care about the border. Um, and back to this Tim Ballard, and now I'm kind of going out of order again. 
um, Thomas, but you know they talked about that that under Biden, some eight hundred fifty thousand unaccompanied minors had come into the United States. Eighty five thousand of them are unaccounted for. I mean, here's the deal, and Ballard explains this: there are more. If you pick your dog up right at the doggy daycare, you have to show more identification and more proof of connection to this dog and vaccine, and, and like literally, right? Than you do as an adult showing up to pick a kid up at the border. If we could please play Tim Ballard on Biden. But yeah, I want I wanted just briefly. Okay, how is the Biden administration enabling this? Well, look, the economy of pedophilia. Okay, the United States is the number one consumer of child exploitation material. We are the demand. So that means the traffickers want to get children into that dark market. There's a lot of money to be made here. Um, the United States, also according to State Department, is in the top three countries for destination countries for human trafficking. So there's every incentive to get children into America, into the black markets here of pedophilia. And so when, when I find out that in the last couple of years, at least 85,000, there's I think it's much higher than that, but at least 85,000 unaccompanied minors, thousands of them, I've seen the CBP reports, are under five years old. Why is a three-year-old showing up at the border? I can tell you why, because they show up with a, little, uh, with a name. The name is the sponsor that they're given by the trafficker. HHS gets the kids, and they, by law, have to call the number. Hi, we have Jose Gonzalez, Mr. George Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's my kid, whatever. Okay, they used to actually fly down and have to pick the kid up. Not anymore. Our taxpayer dollars will then send the kid by plane or bus to the to George, the sponsor. No background check, no DNA, nothing. And they deliver the kids. Our taxpayer dollars are literally, for the first time in American history, our taxpayer dollars are going to facilitate the last leg of a child trafficking uh, event in the border is open. The border is wide open. It's $14 million a day are landing in the pocket of smugglers and traffickers thanks to the Biden-Harris border policy. The only compassionate policy is border enforcement, barriers, walls. Why? Because and, and Center Freedom talks about this. Because the walls the border, and the barriers lead the children who are being hurt into that funnel of rescue. Trained women and men in uniform are there. Those kids want to go through the port of entry. Those kids pray for a wall. Yeah. I mean, and, and you talk, oh, he's very good. I mean, you, and you just, again, you talk about the corruption and, and I, I, you know, you can't anymore say, well, it's just coincidental. I mean, you just can't say that. You look at the attack on it. You look at how they're, or it's, you know, that there's some other policy they care. I mean, there's not, I mean, it's, it's all, and again, and it's just bizarre to watch the, the left, well, not even the left, but the majority of the media attack this movie and go after this movie. You know, like I say, USA, a controversial sex trafficking film. What the heck is controversial about being opposed <laughs> to sex trafficking children? So does somebody else want to talk or if they're... No. Okay. Um, this is from Leo. We need to have a Chuck and Julie movie each month. I do not want to see the movie, but I think I need to. I think you're right. Um, from Charlene, USA is the market for all this perversion. We are financing child trafficking. I am just sick about this. If they were sent to prison, they would be taken, they would be taken care of. Well, you know, and again, um, it's been happening for a long time. And back when we did the stories, I asked a prosecutor, why don't you go after these people more? Right? Because most of the cases, 
Um, and I'm talking stranger cases even, right? I mean, some of the, the the pedophile pictures and the child pornography, because every behind, I don't know anymore with AI, but there, there's a child behind every child pornography picture, mm. right? Somewhere. And they said, because the problem is, is people don't like to talk about it. It makes people uncomfortable and people, your normal, healthy adult has a hard time believing that it's happening. And I think the left right now wants us to believe that it's not happening. They want us to stick our head in the sand well, on so many conspiracy. issues. Yeah, it's a QAnon conspiracy. Con- Never mind know Epstein and Olita flight. Well, you know? I, don't yeah. ca- I don't consider Jeffrey Epstein a pedophile. I mean, he certainly has underage but these guys are going down to four right. and five and six and seven and eight year olds I i've mean, seen pictures of 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 infants I, I've yeah seen, yeah I've there, there's no infants. there's no level too low and and all the main mainstream media wants to believe it's a QAnon conspiracy right I mean, I mean it's just and so trump ought to ride this right death. right and and the republican party to the death. I well, mean, you combine this with what's going on in the schools, and you're right. Hey, but we only have a few minutes left, so it's, since it is Party Friday, I'm going to on a happy note. Oh, as we do. So Colorado Emerge, which is a Democrat Soros-funded organization, it's a national organization, but in Colorado, it it basically pushes Democrat women candidates. And it has been left-wing, left-wing extremely progressive, extremely left-wing. It has been enormously successful. Yes. Jenna Griswold is a product of the Emerge program. Senator Faith Winter, a typical example. She goes to Emerge, gets elected to the Westminster City Council. There, again, using Emerge, gets elected to the state House of Representatives and now is a state Senate. Um, We've got out of currently there are three state senators, 18 state representatives, all kinds of local elected officials who have come out of the Emerge program, right? It is being collapsed by the National Emerge program. They're like, they're all corrupt. You're not successful enough. Well, no, they're corrupt, I guess. There's all kinds of, they are complaining. It's very catty. Corrupt. I mean, it seems like it was a made-up corrupt. I mean, you know, God knows. For whatever reason, though, Emerge is imploding on itself. And I think that's good news for Republicans because we had nothing to counter Emerge or the success of it or the money that was poured into it. Well, which Democrats can go to. You could not go to Emerge if you were a Republican, right? You had to. So it's it's been interesting. There's been this very much of a cat fight between Lisa Calderon, who was the president of the Colorado chapter, and the national people, and they're fighting, and they're saying the national people. Lisa Calderon ran for mayor, I believe. Unsuccessfully, yeah. yeah. But in the meantime, though, again, the good news is on this Party Friday that one of the most, I would consider it one of the most successful Democrat candidate boosting, candidate creating organizations in the state is now gone. Now, the, the national people say we'll get a new one in there. But in the meantime, we are safe for at least for a little while from the emerged candidates because there's no point. What they did so effectively is they all supported each other. The fundraised together. They, you know, uh, there was just a lot of money in it. And if it's gone, I, you know. Uh, something on the place. Well, something. Well, it's like it's like a mini headed yeah, snake or I, something I, like that. But anyway, that's good news on Yay! this party Friday. That's good news on this party Friday. So um on Monday we're gonna have Brian June Depp on and he's gonna talk about something you and I have talked about, and we've talked a little bit about it on the show. And as, to make a long story short, it's like, is there any hope? And what do we do? How do we behave? How do we conduct ourselves if we're not sure if there's any hope? And he talks about um, William Wallace and Braveheart 
um, yeah. and and that kind of thing. So, um, or you're I'm saying still Christmas trying to get Day. a date um, from George Brockler. We're working it out to have the great debate on the Bonnie Amendment, which will be must see podcasting. That's right. Hey, in the meantime, though, thank you to everybody on Zoom, everybody who checks our show out at chuckandjulie.com and on Rumble. As always, to the great guys who. Uh, you know, the, the, they are freedom. They support freedom. Um, the great guys at BBS, I think yes. they, they don't censor anything and we wouldn't be here without them. So yeah. thank you to Thomas and um, and uh, everybody there at BBS Radio. In the meantime, everyone have a great party Friday. It's sunny. It's fun. And go out there and party. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone.